the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. In the challenging times we live in today, we believe that God's Holy Word is the single most important source to all the answers we need and are searching for. Jesus tells us in Matthew 7:24 that anyone who hears his words and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on solid rock. It is our hope with this program to help you grow in your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Lift Up Jesus is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church in Los Angeles, California. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. You can also sense he's kind of measuring his effectiveness. He's wondering if his labor, his work had been in vain. His efforts, his preaching, his processes, have they been effective? Have they been useless? Our job as a church is to lift up Jesus and to point people to Jesus. As you look across this vast landscape called Los Angeles, our job is to reach as many people as possible. And over the years, we literally have seen tens of thousands of people come in and out of these doors. And many people We're here for a year, two, three, and then one day they're just gone. Fell by the wayside. What happened to them? And does anybody care? We had this thing the last several years called COVID. You ever heard of it? Y'all heard of COVID? And this church... Because we didn't know the statistics. We, we, we closed our doors for about two months. And then we started to see the statistics. And the governor deemed the church non-essential. And he, you know, he said that coffee shops, Starbucks is essential. He, he said the casinos are essential. He said that the Abortion clinics are essential. And then he said, he said this, he said the liquor stores are essential. But the church, he said, non-essential. And after a couple months, we decided to open up the doors. And the government came out every week and fined us. Every time we opened the doors, they were here, came in here with a Government guy had a pad, wrote stuff down, and sent us a bill. Sometimes it was $500, sometimes it was $2,000. But every week they find us. Even up to last Easter, I believe, they find us, came out and find us. 
Eventually that went to the Supreme Court and all that stuff, and they said the church, you can't tell the church they can't meet. So my point, here's my point. No, 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 no. Here's the deal. When we opened, for a year, we were open for a year. Seventy percent of the church didn't come back. Seventy percent. I'd pull up, Starbucks, packed. Grocery store, packed. Dodger game, packed. Lakers game, packed. Clippers game, packed. Nordstrom's rack, packed. (laughs) Come to church, it'd be 30% of us were here. And here's what's interesting. The old timers, the people that I knew, been around a long time, they're the ones that quit coming. I'd look out, I wouldn't recognize one person here. Not one. Like, I recognize a few of you. But when we opened her that first, I didn't know one person who's here. And what happened was, people were watching online, and it just kind of spread like, you know, like a spider web across the city of Los Angeles. And there were people that would log on and see and go, man, I like that church. I'm going to that church. They would show up. But the old timers were gone. And at that moment, I had to ask myself this question. Because coming up on Father's Day, I will have been preaching at this church for 35 years. I had to ask myself this question. I've been preaching for 35 years. Where'd the people go? Where is their faith? Where is their level of maturity? Why would they go to a Dodgers game and not come to church? I understand it was a trial, and it was difficult for some, and I understand that there are some exceptions where you didn't have a choice, but 70%, I had to ask myself, like, like the, first, the first trial that shows up and everybody leaves? And then I had to examine my, my processes, my preaching, my teaching, our staff. What have we been teaching these people? And just so you know, this is not something we did just these last two years. We've been doing this every year, worried and stressed out about how you're doing spiritually because we are emotionally involved with each of you. We are constantly measuring our effectiveness in reaching people. Don't ever think that you don't matter. You matter to us. You matter to God. You matter to His kingdom. We got on the phone. We called every single person on our church roll. Every single person. Thousands of people. We called them just to check in and say, are you okay? You say, well, you didn't call me. That's because you're not on our church roll. (laughs) But it's why we invest so much time and resources in getting you plugged into a life group. It's why... We spend so much time trying to get you involved in the next steps class. It's why we're constantly asking you, borderline harassing you, to bring your Bibles when you come to church. It's why we have ministries. It's why every week we have you ask you to fill out this this outline. This takes a lot of time just to do this. So how do you know that? Because I'm the one that did it. It's why we have a Christian school. 
and a preschool. It's why we have a staff and a leadership team. It's why most nights I can't even go to sleep at night because I'm constantly examining our fruit. Thinking about you and where you are spiritually. It's why we do a theme every year. Where we are, where we need to go. And constantly examining our labor. How can we be more effective here as a church? Number three, aren't you glad we're done with point two? Point three, write this down quickly. I I, got to go. We need to recognize that our example serves. Our example serves as an encouragement to others. Oh, get this point. Whatever it is that you're going through, and some of you have been through some tough stuff, as you go through what you're going through, and your faith remains strong, all that does is it encourages other people going through the same trial that you went through. And what they, how they handle their trial encourages you as you're going through your trial. Now don't forget verse 2. I know we're going backwards, but we'll go forwards here. Verse 2, remember why Paul sent Timothy. He said, we sent Timothy from Athens, those 200 miles, up there to Thessalonica. Why was Timothy sent there? He's our brother, our fellow worker in spreading the gospel. We sent him up there to strengthen and to encourage you. That's why he went, was to encourage. Do you have that? Now look what happens in verse 6. Timothy has just now come to us from you, and he's brought good news about your faith and love. And he's told us that you always have pleasant memories of us, and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers, in all of our distress and persecution, we were actually encouraged about you because of your faith. And then he says in verse 8, for now we can really live. I mean, we're living, but now we have joy since we know that you're standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because you are standing firm in your faith? You see what happened there? It's a mutual, it's a mutual effect. I want to put this uh, slide up on the uh, screen if we can. Here's what some things that Paul went through. And anytime I read this, I go, man, that guy had it tough. But Paul said, five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I've been constantly on the move. I've been in danger from rivers. I've been in danger from bandits. In danger from our own countrymen. danger from Gentiles. danger from city. I'm in danger in the country. I'm in danger at sea. I'm in danger from false brothers. I'm in danger everywhere I go. Now, when I look at what Paul did for the sake of the gospel, it encourages me to be more courageous and to be willing to stand and to endure and to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. Amen? I'll say this one last time, we'll go on. As a Christian, whenever you endure any kind of trial and your faith remains strong, your focus remains fixed on the Lord, and you keep walking in love and grace and truth, and you're unwavering and steadfast in your faith, and you're not unsettled by your trials, you're fixed on God, and you know that in all things God works to the good for those who love Him, you become an encouragement 
to anyone else who's in that similar situation. Amen? So you keep being strong. My last point, write this down. We need, and this is the most important, we need to have an earnest concern for the spiritual well-being of new believers. As we envision the Lord's return, this has kind of been the theme here for these first three chapters. Let's look at verse 10. We're going to just kind of dance through these verses. Night and day. Everybody say night and day. So he's, he's constantly, he said, we pray most earnestly. There's that word. That we may see you again and supply what is lacking in your faith. I know Timothy went up there and I know he came back. He gave a good report. And he says, but I, I, I still want to get up there and I still want to help supply whatever's lacking in your faith. How many of you know that no matter how much you've grown as a Christian, you can always grow a little bit more? That's what he's saying there. Just because he got a good report doesn't mean he stopped worrying about them. He's still concerned about their spiritual well-being. Verse 11, now may our God and Father himself and the Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. Do you remember chapter 2? He was wanting to get up there, but he said Satan stopped us. Now he's saying, hey, we still want to get there, but I want you to know that the God we serve, even though Satan's trying to keep us from getting up there to see you, the God we serve, I know for a fact he will clear the way because my God is stronger, more powerful than the devil. He'll provide a way for us to get there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't give up. We'll get there. God will make a way. Verse, verse 12, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. Verse 13, may he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our Lord Father when our Lord Jesus returns with all his holy ones. Oh, if you were to analyze this entire chapter, you'd see that Paul is very much aware of Satan's desire to thwart God's plan for the church in Thessalonica. His prayers, his letter, his concerns, his interest is for their spiritual well-being. That's all we see here. Because he knows that the battle that we all face, going back to that verse 5, he knows that the tempter is going to tempt. This reminds me of Ephesians 6, the same thing he wrote to another church, the church at Ephesus, a Christian church, where he's telling them they're all saved. They're saved. But he's telling them, make sure you put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against Satan's schemes. Because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil that are being fought in the heavenly realms. I want you to think of there is a cosmic battle that is being fought right now, this very moment. There's a cosmic battle. The, the greatest battle ever waged is being fought right now. And if you have any type of spiritual radar. You can sense that battle being fought for you and being fought for your loved ones and for your friends. And right now, Satan's pulling out all the stops, trying to wage war against your family. He's waging war right now against babies that are in the womb. 
The state of California, this, this, you're not supposed to say the word ain't, but this ain't Nebraska. This ain't Oklahoma. State of California is passing a law called AB 2223, where they're trying to say it's okay to abort your baby after it's born. Think about the onslaught of evil in attacking a baby after it's born. Think about what Satan is doing to break down the family unit, to break down marriages and families and individuals. Think of the attacks on Christians right now all around the world. More Christians are being persecuted for their faith than ever before in any other history of time around the world. Think of his attack upon the church, trying to uh, deem the church non-essential in a culture where the church is the most essential thing we need. Write this down. Most of us are more concerned about physical things than we are spiritual things. That's just, that's the truth. We're more concerned about physical things than spiritual things. I mean, just look at your children. Are you more concerned about your children's clothes or your children's soul? Are you more concerned about your children having an authentic faith or having straight A's? I mean, really, what's more important to you? Getting your child uh, to school or getting your child plugged into a life group? What's more important? I, I, I don't think it has to be an either or. You can do both. My question is, which one is the most important to you? I want to show you this picture. This is in my office. I have a chessboard in my office. How many of you are somewhat familiar with uh, chess or checkers? So in chess, there's two sides, and it's a war. And each side at the start of the game gets 16 pieces, pawns, rooks, knights bishops a queen and the king right and if you were playing a game of chess and you're the white king there and you look up and all your support is gone and you see nothing but the enemy you have zero chance of winning now, if you're black in this case, and you're the, you're the team, you got, you got your whole team. You got your pawns, your rooks over here flanking your side. You got the bishop, the queen's protecting you. You got your king tucked in there. No one's getting to the king. And you look up, and all you got is one person sitting over. Who's going to win the game? You are. Why? Because you're protected. You're guarded. You got friends. You're not going to lose. And I'm telling you, you can take that off the screen. That, that's a board game. There's a real cosmic battle that's being fought for your soul, for my soul, for the soul of this nation, for the souls of our children. And the only hope we have, I believe this, you know, chess, you don't just take a piece and move it out there. No, you have protection there. You got a rook there. You got a bishop. You got the queen. Something happens, you're, you're going to come along, you're going to protect each other. 
And that's what I see on a spiritual level as Christians. As Christians, we see these people get saved left and right. It's our job to get plugged into a life group, to follow up with our Bibles, even if they're 200 miles away, that you have a burden and concern, that you're emotionally involved, that you question whether or not you're seriously involved in helping uh, grow people and mature people. Are you plugged in? Are we helping each other? And I'm telling you, if we do that, we won't have people coming in the doors and they they disappear. We don't see them uh, ever again. But we're literally caring for each other. We're emotionally connected to each other. We're also gauging our effectiveness. What could we do more to make a difference in this world? Amen? We hope you were blessed by our program today. If you are in need of prayer, we invite you to call us at our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our Lift Up Jesus phone counselors are ready for any prayer requests you may have at this time. You can also contact us right now if you'd like to receive a copy of today's message on either CD or DVD. Our number again is 888-818-4777. For more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Our website again is liftupjesus.com. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every week. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. It also makes the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. 
We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today and get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us again next week at this same time as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.